0: Hi.
1: Hey, Michelle, how's it going?
0: Pretty good. How's it going with you?
1: Pretty good. So sorry. It's all right. <laughs> this show's been swerving all over the highway. We might as well serve, swerve a little too. I'd like to begin by asking you a few questions about how this whole mess got started. Do you remember seeing him for the first time?
0: Yeah. You guys here on vacation?
1: Certainly are. Welcome to the end of the world
0: we are definitely swerving uh and skating
1: on ice michelle this uh i don't know i don't know even know how to start this we're uh we're an episode behind because i had a power outage here in california and uh, yeah mike
0: was one of those affected by that What was it? Almost a million people without power for several days?
1: Yeah. Power company turned off the power because we have the Santa Ana winds that blow all the power lines into the trees and make them catch fire. So they turned the power off on purpose for three days.
0: Yep. (sighs) That was rough, huh?
1: Well, it sucks not having power. It wasn't rough. I mean...
0: Well, you didn't even get to, like, watch the episodes or, you know, I mean, at that time... So the episode uh, seven, last week's episode, not this past week, but yeah, I mean, it really.
1: It was a little interesting because it's like you're you're um you're just going about your day and all of a sudden you notice like every gas station has, you know, 50 cars in line. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? And then, uh, you know, you go to the store and like all the ice is gone from every ice st- store that sells ice and you know people are stocking up cuz there's no power to get gas from gas stations and there's no power to make ice or your refrigerator's going to go out so you need to keep all your food iced up.
0: It's yeah, but freaky, what about man. like your freezer and stuff? I mean we, you know, we have a lot of stuff in a deep freeze. And um I mean it would be very costly to us to lose that. That would be terrible. We'd literally have to go get a generator. And yeah,
1: there's that. There's like the economic of I'll lose my $300 worth of food. But there's also the, it's a little walking dead ish, you know? It's like, what would really happen if something really happened and people needed, you know, people aren't prepared? You know, it's kind of interesting in that aspect, I guess.
0: Well, sure. And I mean, here, you know, I'm talking about this first world problem of, being so blessed that I lose all the good food I've got in my freezer and I'm not even thinking about stuff like what if you were on CPAP or you know something and you really needed the electricity for some of the oxygen and stuff you really needed the electricity for stuff like that that's um And you know, I mean yeah. people do that at home
1: one guy died because he had one of those things I guess now they don't get oxygen tanks, they have things that make oxygen out or refine oxygen out of the air, it's like a little pump. And but that was just bad, I think that's kind of bad planning on their part. That you know, because they did kind of say we may shut down the power, um, but anyway, they that's what happened, that's why I wasn't around that for that episode, um. So, Michelle, we need to skate over the surface of what happened, I think, at least in 507.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, In 507, I thought the first part had—Noah's part, Noah the Savior, had so much potential. Um, I thought it was—there was so much they could have done with that, and it just was horrible. It was horrible. It had a lot of good information in it, so— I wouldn't rate it too low, but it was just horrible. Noah was, again, in his eyes, the savior of everything and the voice of reason. And what was up with Whitney's acting? I don't blame the actress. I blame, like, Noah's perspective of it, but that wasn't a Whitney we've ever seen. She's actually probably a really great actress based on that because I didn't even know who this person was. And part two... Joni's perspective, I don't even know what to say. I've got nothing nice to say, so I'm just going to zip it on the part two. Part well, that's, two was so bad. That's good news so for the podcast, Michelle. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? What can you say about that? Well, I said they uh, jumped the shark in the previous they're one. They're swerving
1: all over. The, okay, we have Sarah and Jennifer Jason Lee back in 508. We got to deal with that. We have Sasha and his mysterious daughter. We have Eden coming up with me too. They're jamming all this crap in with freaking 3 episodes left. You know, what's next? Are they going to go on a vacation to Hong Kong and jam that in cuz that's part of the news now too.
0: Well, and it was only supposed to be 2 episodes left. Uh they were they were supposed to condensed, not that that matters, I don't guess, but the last two episodes was supposed to just be one long finale that they ended up spacing out, I read. So, I mean, there was literally two episodes left when they're doing all the stuff that they did in, like you said, episode eight. And they gave us so much Joni in episode six, and then another half of Joni in episode seven, and then no mention of Joni in episode eight. I thought episode eight was a whole lot better than episode well six or seven or probably on back. But
1: so episode seven is Old Ben, pretty much. Or was that six? I can't. No, even remember. that was
0: well Old Ben and Joni was all of episode six. That was the full episode of just Joni. All right. And, and we did that one. <laughs> I honestly couldn't even remember. It was so bad. I had to go back and look. Um, the second part of episode seven was full Joni. And I know I said it before, but old Ben, I mean, is just, I, I don't even recognize that character as the character. Yeah, so that, episode
1: seven is the one we missed. Yes. We missed old Ben.
0: No, we did old Ben in episode six. Okay. Too, didn't we? Maybe not. Maybe we didn't do Old Ben. You're right. Maybe we didn't. um But it was all of Joni. That's what I'm thinking. I picture Joni. Thanks
1: for keeping me on track.
0: <laughs> I know we met him, I think, in episode six.
1: Yeah, that was the, the whole one where she goes and gets stupidly duped by him.
0: Just so stupid. So stupid. I don't even know where to go with that, but we should probably at least talk about the first part, right? Before we get into the Joni one. No, whining let's just skate from.
1: across the surface of it. This ice is thin. We got to skate fast, Michelle. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to go through the scene by scene of the Ben one. What do you have to say that's important? I'll, I'll give well, you. Well, a... I'm
0: I'm talking about Noah, the Noah part. All right, and well. how he he went. Okay, the the whole gist of it was that he and Whitney went back to Bruce and Margaret's house to um, plan Whitney's wedding, and Helen couldn't go. And so Noah was the savior of everything. Whitney is ready to, like, throw in the towel at every opportunity, anytime some snag comes up. And by the way, I have a daughter that's getting married in just like 10 days and trust me i know about snags that come up i'm definitely dealing with and hearing them every day and every time a snag comes up whitney is throwing in the towel i mean she just do uh, we just won't do it well we just she shouldn't do be
1: doing it she shouldn't be having a wedding michelle she's got no money she has two jobs her she has a boy, boyfriend slash fiance husband who won't work and she's well, looking at a $17,000 wedding dress. She shouldn't she should have a picnic in the backyard and that's it. That's simple with lemonade and you know homemade food. Not wedding dress shopping and she's she's shopping with monopoly money. She has no money to do any of this.
0: No, no, you're you're absolutely Or postpone right.
1: it for a year until
0: if I have to have the beautiful then postpone it. She's, she can't postpone it because they're gonna deport Colin. Well, they should. <laughs> and they're gonna deport him. But she could marry him and then have the wedding later. People do that. There you go. Voice here. of the reason,
1: Michelle from Tennessee.
0: Yeah. Next
1: I mean, you, case. If I had a gavelite <laughs> slap. It down.
0: But it drove me crazy how Noah is like this voice of reason to everything. Noah the Savior. I kept putting that in there as I was we taking just notes just want him
1: to roast in hell.
0: Well, you're going to be surprised when we get in episode eight. I'm I trying think.
1: to get into episode eight.
0: I know, but we have to at least talk about this a little bit because it did have some important things in it. Bruce is deteriorating, right? I mean, he's really deteriorating. So they've shown us that. Um, they have no money. Like maybe Margaret. old
1: Ben was five oh six because this one did have a lot of Joni and her stupid wedding in it.
0: Uh, we, let me look
1: at my, let me look at my notes for five oh six, Michelle. Five oh six was know.
0: nothing but Joni. It was the full episode of Joni, and we met EJ and all that. And the EJ, cemetery. by the way, is
1: Sierra's baby. It, it, her. We found out her last name is James, and his name is Eddie. Come on, man. Come on. That's Eddie.
0: That's just... That's just crazy. That is... You're right. I didn't even think about that. You're right. That is... That is too freaking coincidental. Unless he's... Knows. And he's a stalker. I mean, they they meet in the graveyard in Montauk and all the way across the country from where he was born.
1: I didn't write it. Don't
0: blame me. I got to fuss at somebody, Mike. But I do love, in the first part of episode seven, we are all over the place,
1: Mike. You know, this I, show is so freaking bad, Michelle. That is a stupid coincidence. About But they they love coincidences. What about the stupid interview Helen has in 508 where Helen has while she's interviewing with those two creepy little cunty cunts the boss walks in oh I just was at uh, Carolina Smith's house and what a beautiful design oh we're interviewing this woman who designed her What? that was a coincidence they they throw this shit like against the wall
0: it is a lot of coincidence it's a lot of coincidence even that we're not on that episode yet, but, but, but you're right. I'm you're trying right. to get into <laughs> Okay. Do you just want to completely skip seven then? No, go
1: ahead. What do you got? <laughs>
0: well, I was just going to say that, like, I loved that, and, and I did love that they came full circle in some things. Like when Bruce was talking to Noah, and he talked about how... Um, everyone has one book in them and almost no one has two and he couldn't get it out. And Noah repeated it back to him because that's what Bruce said to Noah in episode one, when he was disparaging Noah as Noah was writing. Mm-hmm. And I loved that, um, that they come full circle in that. And Bruce like, well, that's not very nice. So he, he kind of scolded his old self and he's like this better person because he's not, Because of his dementia, so that that was really kind of an interesting thing to me. So I'm gonna I I do want to give her uh, kudos for that because I I did like that.
1: What are we supposed to care about, Michelle? Are we supposed to care that Helen and Noah get back together? Are we supposed to care that Allison gets justice post mortem from Ben's guilt? You know what are we supposed to? What what's the goal here?
0: They're going to have to wrap this up, and I'm just not seeing it. I don't see how they could possibly, and and you're right, they keep bringing stuff into it. They keep bringing more and more and more. Now we've got, um, isn't it Ariel that makes the appearance in Episode 8, Noah's uh, college friend that was friends of Noah and Helen. I mean, they just keep bringing more, and Audrey's back, um I H-H-A-L.
1: don't
0: know. Eden. Eden's back. And I'm wondering I don't know. I mean, is this whole thing gonna turn into just like this me too thing? Is that what the purpose of the whole series was? Did did we never see Noah right? Are we going to end up seeing, like, the last episode of what really happened with Noah? Yeah, they're not and, like, portraying
1: Noah accurately, because Noah and Eden... and Noah didn't meet to Eden, she was into it with him.
0: Unless that was just Noah's perspective, and they come back later and show a completely different thing. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so much about this, there's so much, so many takes on it that... I just don't know where they're going, you and know I- what the
1: theory is though, Michelle. The theory is, is is that Sasha's spinning all this crap to get no to, to disparage to disparage Noah so he can get credit for the whole dissent project. so he's got he dug up Eden. he's got the power to dig up all these people from the past and mm-hmm. drop hints and start rumors and crap. So he dug up Eden now she's a me too. He's probably paying her off something on the side. And Noah's gonna look terrible and Noah's and so Sasha's gonna get all the credit for dissent.
0: Because Sasha wants to be Noah.
1: No, Sasha just wants to be big important Sasha. Doesn't wanna be Noah. He wants Helen and he wants you know his Hollywood fame.
0: I don't think he wants Helen. I think he just wanted Helen as part of becoming the character. Of Noah. Maybe,
1: but that's that project's kind of done now. They're making the movie. I mean, he's—I think he wants Helen too. It's whatever. It's—it's it's a sick—it's a sick power grab by this dude Sasha, and he's using all these weird tools to bring up all this crap on Noah. I mean, Noah—Noah's gonna get redeemed by the daughter. Who's the daughter of Sasha? The fake daughter or real daughter? We don't even know. Ex Diana. <laughs> She's gonna be the undoing of sasha and and blow his scheme and Noah's gonna look bad for a while and then look good at the very end and that's the end I don't know that's what I think's gonna happen
0: that's that's inner i mean that's interesting. I really hadn't thought about Sasha being behind all this um but I guess that would be good, but I mean is Sasha really powerful enough to get people to lie on people. I mean that that's just
1: yeah, everyone falls to his feet from from Hollywood people to investors to even de- decorators. I was at Sasha Mann's house.
0: Sasha yeah. Mann's
1: house. Ooh, Sasha Mann. He's the man. I don't know, Michelle. It's just I'll be glad when this is over.
0: Well, I mean, I have to confess that normally um, I watch this alone and I take notes on it and then I watch it again with my husband and he hasn't even watched it in the last couple of weeks. After that Joni episode, it was really like, I mean, it's just torture for him. So he would normally bring up, Oh, let's watch it. And he hasn't brought it up. So I haven't even asked him to, I mean, he doesn't even, I'm, I made a comment last night about having to pod, you know, about not having to, but podcasting this Oh, you today. have to, and and he he didn't say anything about watching it. So I mean, he's done literally like four five episodes out of the whole series. And I mean, he'll probably watch them. We still have them taped, but. I don't know. I mean, he's just, he's hes done, so I can't blame him. You know, it.
1: Michelle, sweet little Stacy Soloway gave us the whole, I'll jump back to 508, spoiler alert if you still care about frickin' 507, <laughs> but she gave us the whole story in her little, sto- her little space story.
0: Stacy was great.
1: Two lovers go into space thinking they're getting farther apart and they're in the same orbit and end up together.
0: That was beautiful. That's that was Helen perfect. and
1: fricking Noah, right?
0: Of course, of course. And it wasn't just that. I mean, she was great when she was cooking. Everything about Stacy was great. I don't great. care about her
1: cooking. I'm trying to f- bring this in. That's what she's. That's the story. That's well, all. Yeah. I mean, it's good that she was cooking. Don't get me wrong.
0: No, that's not what I mean. But we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. We'll argue about that when we get there.
1: <sighs> okay. Oh, so we're at five oh eight.
0: Um. I did want to bring up about 507 before we get there that uh, we saw Louisa again and we found out we already knew that Cole and Joni moved to Vermont, but she moved to New York, back to New York. So how she was like this constant presence in Joni's life, I mean, I guess that's possible. They're not that far apart. I don't know, but that was kind of Kind of different, and she was also really bitter, and it was also interesting how, when they went into the lobster roll, I recognized it before they even said it. They were sitting in the same area across from the booth where he first saw Allison, yeah, and where Stacy got choked, and that Whitney remembered it, which is which may be telling because Whitney remembered it as her mom saving Stacy. And Noah argues with her that it was Allison who saved Stacy. And then Whitney does ask him some really hard questions in this uh, episode. She asks him, um, is that when you met Allison, I want to hear about it. Because I'm sure she's thinking about getting married herself and all that. And also, Whitney confessed in this, and and I did want your opinion on that. She confessed to cheating on Colin. With Furcat, she didn't tell Noah who it was, but she confessed to Noah. And I'm Furcat's
1: back too. We forgot about that. Furcat
0: is, I know. You're right. But what do you think about her confession to Noah about doing that, and Noah's advice to her as like a just the
1: ripple? It's the throw the pebble in the pond. It's one of the ripples. She's doing what he did. Because he, essentially in Sarah Treem's story, because he did it, now she's stuck doing it. It's like out of her, it's not even in her control. It's, it was bestowed upon her genetically by Noah. Or post-genetically, she was already born, I guess. But she learned that from Noah is the theme of the story.
0: Well, nurture, for sure. The nurture part of it. But his advice to her was don't tell him. Because she's like, I have to confess to Colin, right? And he's like, Is this somebody that he's going to stand to find out about? And she said, No. And he said, Then, uh, you know, do you love him? Do you want to be with? Him? No. And he's like, Well, don't tell him.
1: All right, Michelle. So here's a, that's a great point. So if Noah was able to keep everything he's done somehow, all these all these affairs secret, and. He and Helen parted, say, seven or eight years ago, however long ago it was. And then, still secret, they just didn't work out, so, hey, we broke up. And he got back together with Helen. Would he be better off to not tell her any of the crap that he's done with all these women and just be in a relationship again with Helen because she liked him genuinely? Or is it better to tell him all the stuff that happened?
0: I think there's a couple of schools of thought on that. And... It's one of the schools is what you don't know doesn't hurt you and that the confession of that is for the the, the cheater, not for the person that they've cheated on. So.
1: <sighs> well, that was Whitney's position. It helps her more than Colin. Helps well, sure her process it and-
0: sure but at the same time you also have the fact of you know does does the other person not have the right to know and make up their own mind about what they want to do but what it really, does it
1: matter what does it matter if it's all water under the bridge
0: what does it matter yeah. because it takes away the the cheated on person's choice you take something know, what- out of
1: what? Why would that matter in your choice making process? Why? Why would it matter to you? Say, say you were the woman. Why would it matter
0: That's to you? That's a big
1: stretch, Mike. Um, Just pretend.
0: Okay. Um, be- because it would matter because I have a right to choose the kind of person that I want in my life.
1: Well, of course.
0: And. If I don't know if somebody is deliberately keeping something from me, then they take away my ability to
1: <clears throat>
0: choose smartly.
1: What if somebody was a drug addict and totally healed and processed and is no longer a drug addict, and you didn't know and you fell in love with them? Would that matter if I they think didn't so. tell you?
0: I think so, because I feel like you have, I feel like you have a right to know.
1: I just, I I guess I get your point. You have a right mm -hmm. to know, either have a right to know or you don't. And I agree that you, you do have a right to know. I'm just trying to figure out why it matters. What, 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 what value do you, how do you use that information to make it valuable to you?
0: Well, the point is it may or may not matter. And I think that, Is very fair and very reasonable for any person to decide. It may or may not matter, but at least it's the cheated on, it's the lied tos, it's the victims, and I am not fond of that word, but it's the victim's choice at least to decide that they're going to go forward in this with this person, knowing the person. Because, I mean, it's just like Allison said in one of the previews, you know, she's like, how can I tell you I love you? She's talking to me and she goes, I don't even know you. Just because he was, and I'm just because, it was huge, but because he was married and she didn't know him. You know, you have to know somebody to know if you love somebody. And how do you know somebody if there's big things that they're keeping from you that they don't want to tell you because it might alter how you feel about them i don't know i do think it's a really complex conversation and i do think there is some merit to unloading on somebody to alleviate your guilt but at the same time i see the other side of it too what what do you think about it
1: i don't know there's i mean there's some comments in the website like you may be done with the past but the past isn't done with you that's pretty profound i think that you, you may be done with it but like you're saying it may mean something to other people that need to know it to process it i i agree with you that you have the right to know everything but i'm just i'm just and i don't know the answer even for myself if you asked me the same question i'm i've been asking you i wouldn't know how to answer it very directly why would I want to know? Hmm. It's, I think it would be good to know, but what value of it of knowing is it to me? Right. So.
0: Yeah, I my. Mean, and it's, if it's I was happy, if question. I was
1: just happy with that person, and they weren't sneaking around the corner every Saturday night to get a hit of heroin, and they weren't, they really weren't a drug addict anymore, it really wouldn't be valuable. To, it, you know, it'd be almost detrimental to me to worry about it and to wonder about it. So I don't know. Yeah,
0: I guess. But I mean, a lot of times stuff like addiction can be inherited, or at least that's the current thought on it, right? So if you marry somebody who is an addict and you have children with them, not knowing that they were ever an addict, I mean, it's just, I don't like taking away somebody's, Somebody's ability to make their own decision about that kind. Not that you wouldn't maybe have children, but you would certainly go into it with a different, I don't know, knowledge about things i don't know mike i don't know that's too hard so
1: one other final thing on 507 that was like kind of stupid about ben's plan because he he looked pretty clever like he he's faked her in and then she came back with the police and then the police that would unravel in a freaking heartbeat michelle how is she how is first of all (laughs) he lets her in for treatment like that minute next 10 minutes let's start treatment i just met you 10 minutes ago no, no therapist has that kind of time open schedule. If he's really a true therapist, plus the police, anyone would unravel that in a second, right? Okay, so you've been coming here for weeks, and now she hasn't been going there for weeks. She hasn't. There's no record of payment. Show, okay, Ben, show us the payment of how she's doing this. Show us her quarters where she lives. There's no clothes. She, you know, prove to us that she's been here. It would unravel in a second.
0: He kind of explained that though, because he talked about how this is considered an alternative treatment now. And if you, if vets get alternative treatments, then they lose their benefits or something. I don't remember how he put it, but they lose their something. Okay. So, so
1: talk to the other six people in the garden and ask them how well they know <laughs> Joni. Oh, never right. seen her before. Well, what, what it wouldn't have held up, Michelle. It was a, Clever idea, but they, it would have—it falls apart the second you look one layer
0: down. Oh, I know, I know. They just immediately, like within sixty seconds of getting there, they're just ready to. Would you like us to remove her from the premises, sir? Right.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: And I mean, wouldn't they like institutionalize her if she's that crazy,
1: Michelle? When I rip Sarah Treem's writing, I need you to support me, not. I'm 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 sorry, me.
0: Mike. You're right. You're absolutely right. All
1: right, so that was really
0: bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we can. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. Let's just skip it. I, I can't even talk about it. It's so bad, so bad. And he starts choking her out. The police are not even to their car yet, and he's choking her. I mean, anyway.
1: That and why didn't they drive sex. up?
0: Why did they walk up through a field? I don't know. Okay. I'm just wondering. Okay, 508. You ready? You been ready? (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. Okay, I fell in love with Helen all over again in 508. Helen is going back to who she was, in my view. She's the Helen that I adore, the Helen I've loved for years. She has gotten away from it in the past couple seasons. I gave her... And I give her a complete pass because of all the stress she had to deal with, with first Noah and then Vic and uh, all that. But she is back and I love her. And you know how I feel about Noah. You just said it. You just said it when we are talking about the previous episode. But I've never made any bones about it. But I feel bad for Noah now. I'm curious as to your take as a man on how his story is leaning at this point. I really want to get your take on that.
1: I feel bad for uh, Dominic West getting involved (laughs) in this freaking project because he's in one of the best TV shows of all time, and now he's in this catastrophe because he's just written to be such a buffoon. Oh, uh, oh, stay away from that woman. Don't interact with her. She'll meet to you to death. He goes after her and stalks her and grabs her arm in front of a 48 people with their iPhones all aimed at him. It's just stupid. It's
0: so Don't st- go see Petra. Don't do it. Don't go talk to her. Don't. Let us handle it. And he shows up at Petra's office. Don't go see Eden. Don't do it. Don't go see Eden. That's a terrible, worst thing you can do. His attorneys tell He shows up at I mean, Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So
1: what do I think of Noah, the character? I mean, he's just a puppet. Obviously. What do you think
0: of how he is, like, even I feel bad for him.
1: What, yeah, how do you okay. feel about his story? What I think of Noah. Okay. He's a really good looking dude. He comes across a lot of women that are attracted to him. He's got a weak character flaw where he just loves that attention. So he has a lot of affairs and sex with attractive women, and he's screwed it up with his family, and he's learned I'm really starting to regret now that I screwed it up with my family because that was a very valuable thing that I did not recognize as valuable at the time, and he wants it back. Rob. And he's trying his stupidest best to make it good again, to make it right, but his, but his mental power in the show is so... He has such low wattage in his candle power of his frickin' feeble brain that he goes to see the woman at the bookstore and he goes to see the old interviewer and he trips himself up. He's a fool. He's written as a fool.
0: I really hate, I mean... Is there any other, and I'm just going to say it because I'm tired of tiptoeing around it, and if people hate me, they have to hate me, okay? But I hate all this social stuff that they keep putting in here. I feel like it's being jammed down my throat. We've done so much. We've done the climate change. I mean, over the, maybe she's mocking the social. No, she's a, she she's, has to be. She has to be because it's so freaking over the top. If it's not, then it's just stupid. This it's Me just too stupid. It, is I'm telling stupid. you.
1: Oh, you have a you have four babies! Jesus Christ, lady! What's wrong with you?
0: Why would you why why you know ugly? Sarah
1: Team knows how to build herself some cunty cunts, Michelle. I will say that because these two monsters. I'm dragging you into 508 to start. If you want you want to come with me, you can. (laughs) But we're starting this damn episode. She's talking to these two interviewers that are just the worst women ever invented. And maybe maybe a woman is the best way to invent another evil woman, but these two monsters are horrible, interviewing Helen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. And Helen is warm and nice, and she's name-dropping a little bit. Sasha Mann, Carolina Weinman, and she's impressing. I put these tween-age girls. I mean, they're, like, so young compared to her she shows them her Instagram that Trevor set up for her because I didn't realize this, but Helen's not been on social media. And they mock her for followers, but someone private follows her that we later find out is Christiana. They ask her to call Carolina in front of them right there. Prove it. What would you say to that?
1: I would say, you want me to prove it?
0: Yeah. Why didn't, I mean,
1: well, first of all, that was kind of confusing because why Why didn't Helen just say, you know, I don't feel like I need to prove that. You can check. You're welcome to check all of my reference. But why is she afraid to prove it?
0: Because she knows that Sasha stiffed Barry, her husband, on that movie. And so she's afraid that Carolina is going to hold that against her.
1: Well, that's just more. I hate saying the word cunt. So I'll just say CC that's more ccism cuz then she thinks then sarah treem thinks oh this other woman's going to be a cc <laughs> you know the the woman whose house got decorated she's not even going to give me a good reference cuz my 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 partner did something out of my control that was met that was mean to her partner so she's going to be mean to me
0: Yeah, but I think that's a fair way for Helen to look at that, because you would worry, especially as badly as Sasha. She wouldn't. She wasn't worried enough
1: not to mention it as part of her portfolio.
0: Well, that's true. But just
1: Michelle, just the writing. I mean, what what a coincidence that the boss stumbles in during this interview and says, "Hey, I just heard about this great new design project that happened." (laughs) <laughs> your- Beyond,
0: yeah I, I yes absolutely the coincidence like we've already talked about but if somebody in an interview said call her up i would say no i would say you you don't you don't use people like that if you want to find out then right like you said it's it's public knowledge you can see but i wouldn't begin to call up a client to prove something to somebody, because that's very unprofessional.
1: Well, it's unprofessional to roll your eyes at somebody who says they have four children. And like, why? That's like saying I have, I have had three DUIs and I just got a fourth one. Then you roll your eyes and say, why not that I have four children. Oh my God. The only clever thing in this episode, Michelle was Christiana's, Instagram name. Was it Instagram?
0: Yes, it was.
1: XT Anna. Cross T Anna. Christiana. I thought that was okay, clever.
0: People are pretty smart with that.
1: Okay with me. I found. It took Sarah Cheam to figure it out to be clever about it though. I mean, well, she, how had, long- she had to write it into the episode.
0: Helen walks out to her car, and she's super stoked because she got the job. I mean, even though there's still probably tons of other people to interview, they're talking about the stack of things on her desk and whatever. And um, Whitney calls, and it's Helen's birthday, and we they let us know 50 times that Helen does not like her birthday, and she does not, and this is the beginning of it. And Whitney's calling from the east, so no time has passed, right, where she's there with her dad, and she's singing her dad's praises about how much help he's been and how she's excited about the wedding. I honestly thought at the end of that, that she was, at the end of 7, the scene with Whitney and Noah, that she was not going to marry Colin. I thought She still may not. Yeah, but I thought she had decided when she said, I need to go take this dress off. I thought that was a... I'm not going to do this because Noah was sitting there saying, take your time, you know, do what you aint anyway. The Evidently, only I was The reason wrong.
1: for Colin and Whitney is a reason for them to, an event for them east. to go east. Yeah. She may not marry him. They may go all back east and at the day of the wedding, she may look at Colin and say, you know what? You're a freaking fuckhead and I don't want to marry you. But the tool has worked to get them all back east.
0: Well, the interview is why Helen couldn't go. And they made it sound like Helen just wanted to work and she couldn't go. But she had this big interview, and that's a big deal. Whitney's telling her that she's going to wear her wedding dress. And then her phone buzzes, and it's Christiana saying that she wants to meet up with Helen. So Helen pulls up at home, and she has this social worker that's in her driveway that starts asking her questions about very leading questions about Sierra and Helen's like, she just seemed tired.
1: Yeah. I talked about bad poker players. Here's Mm -hmm. another bad poker player show, this stupid social worker. Any uh, signs of abhorrent behavior, drugs and alcohol or poor decision-making? <laughs> and then Helen says, can I ask why she's being investigated? Like, uh, abhorrent behavior, drugs and alcohol and poor decision. Like, come mm-hmm. on, lady. Oh, I can't oh, no. tell you. I just freaking told you with my question. Again, this isn't the poor social worker. This is the poor writer's room of the affair. <laughs>
0: It's just, it was so bad. So Helen goes to Sierra's totally destroyed house. I mean, we've never seen, I mean, this is ridiculous. First of all, she's got toys that are way too, you don't have a tent for a baby that's not even crawling. Anyway, she find. I mean, what's she going to do? For stick Sierra. the baby in the, oh, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe like Sasha's swing he's got outside. Um, but Sierra is smoking, I guess or vaping, THC, or whatever that she does, and sleeping on the couch while Eddie's wailing from upstairs. Helen scolds her. Sierra tells her that it's because of the accident that she's been investigated. Helen tells her that this is serious. She could lose Eddie, and um, then she tells her that she has to leave and get her kids, but Sierra needs to get up and get dressed and clean the house, which, Helen's kind of motherly to Sierra. You know, which
1: is... um, Eddie's better off getting taken away from Sierra.
0: No. No, why do you say that? I
1: think she, I think he is. I think he's Look at her, man. She's she's a drug user to the point and an alcoholic where she wrecks the car with him. She lets him cry. I think he's in a bad spot. I think if I was a social worker, I, you know, I don't have ever have, maybe I'm totally on thin ice myself here, Michelle, but I, he's not being treated, he's not being taken care of very well.
0: No, he's not. But number one, Sierra is all alone, and those, particularly those first babies, when you are so out of your element and being, like, alone and doing that, I'm going to give Sierra a lot of grace in that. So you're saying and she
1: should have another baby?
0: No, no. no. But I think Helen's right. I think Sierra has postpartum depression. And I think that she needs to talk to somebody, maybe get on some kind of medication. And you don't hear me say that a lot, but I do think that. And she needs some help. With that I mean, she just needs help. The baby doesn't need to be taken away from its mother. And we find out that if the baby's taken away from its mother, it's going to be given to her mother. And that's like the last thing, right? Do you really want Eddie to go to her mother?
1: JJL, man.
0: That's horrible. That's terrible. But Sierra kind of confronts Helen here. She's like, don't act like you care about us. You've been too busy. And um, Helen does her. Infamous, figure it out, which I still don't like. We need role models. I
1: like that a lot. I like that muscle up and take care of your damn kid. You had the kid with my lover, by the way. You bitch. Yeah,
0: yeah. You but... should have
1: backhanded her.
0: <laughs> you do have to suck it up a lot of times, no doubt. But don't tell... Help... We we should... We... You're... You know, you and I both—we're we're, older—and I don't believe. Yeah, just a little bit, but I don't believe in telling people figure it out. I believe in modeling things to kids and to, to a younger point, people.
1: But how long does Sierra have to figure it out? She's said that to her times before. Literally,
0: Sierra. She, just wo- she needs- won't
1: stop her plans to babysit. She tells her at the doorstep one time before. You have. Mm-hmm. To, you had a kid. You have to figure it out.
0: That's true, and she's also given her some good advice. She's like, you know, get some child care and stuff like that. But Sierra wants to do everything that her mom didn't do, which I think is a real common thing. theme. We all want to be, you know, better. But I don't know. I mean, I, I feel really bad for Sierra. Sierra wouldn't be in this position if she had some help, I don't why, think.
1: Why won't uh, Vic's parents help her? I guess they that's don't a, even know. <laughs> they don't even yeah. They know. know. Yeah,
0: they know. I know, but they don't
1: know her like a daughter-in-law, like a like a what do sure. you call what do you call a what do you call the girl who's the mother of your granddaughter that's not in your family. I don't know. Not daughter-in-law, your, right? It's like a mama-in-law, a mama, baby mama-in-law.
0: That's a good question, but th- that's a good point. Yeah. They should they but, would
1: love to have a grandbaby, and they're hungry for loving little kids they would be perfect to help well
0: her. yeah, you're right and and that was kind of the point of Vic wanting a child to begin with at right. that point was for them he wanted to do it for them. I think he even said as much
1: Jennifer they get, that JJL gets hold of that baby she's propped up on a bar at a wine bar every afternoon while she's getting drunk and high with her friends.
0: Well, she'd just put put the baby. I mean, she's already taught. Anyway, yeah, that can't work. Can't work. But Sierra heads upstairs, and Helen goes to leave and gets another message from Christiana. So then we see her pulling up at Christiana's uh, coffee shop. She sits down. She gets a text from Whitney, and it's Whitney in her wedding dress, smiling, with Noah in the background making the picture. Completely kind of different scenario. We saw Whitney sobbing and wallowing on the bed and in this picture she's like grinning from ear to ear and beaming and Noah is too in the background. But Christiana comes out and says that Sasha got her mom owned drugs, that her mom came from a rich family. And see this is this is Helen and Noah's story too. We see it again and again, right? Christiana says that her mom came from a rich family and supported him for the first 10 years of his career, and the money she's asking for is her own money that her mom left her, but Sasha wants control over her. So she wants Helen to talk to him. She's going to be 21 next month, and she wants the trust broken and Helen says she'll think about it.
1: Yeah, this is believable because this starts to tie some loose ends together versus Sasha's version that she's just a drama queen um, you know hitting them up for money and being a nuisance. This makes more sense. Her Christiana's version makes sense to tie these ends together.
0: Well, absolutely. And later on when Helen asks him, she says, "Why didn't you just why don't you just send her the money every year or whatever?" and he says because he didn't know where she is. And Christiana's saying, I have to camp out on his doorstep. You know, I mean, she came there. Why wouldn't he say, oh, you're here. Let me give you the money. So, yeah, Sasha's not telling the truth, obviously.
1: Well, plus, if he has hold over her, then she can't. Re- if if Sasha's, Here's what Sasha says to Christiana in the back room. He says, if you ever tell anyone that I got your mom hooked on drugs, I will stop sending you any of that money. Right. He can control her by this. And so it's it's
0: uh, well, evidently, that was part of the agreement of her getting the money to begin with. According to Sasha, she could not disparage.
1: Yeah, but we know now Sasha's a liar. If it turns out Sasha's a great guy and Christiana's a liar, this show is really gone. It's (laughs) going off the rails off the rails. It's clear that she's telling the truth and Sasha's just a weasel.
0: Well, Helen goes back to Sierra's who now looks great and the house is picked up. So she's superwoman now and everything's in order and the social worker's there. And Sierra is stupidly trying to impress her, offer her stuff. She's home cooking all the babies, sweet potatoes and all that kind of stuff. They discuss Sierra's mother and that she has multiple homes so she really doesn't have any relatives close by. And then Sierra... Sets the baby on a freaking countertop beside a butcher knife and walks away. And, of course, Helen runs in and saves the day by grabbing Eddie. And then the social worker's like, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I'm leaving.
1: You mean the social worker who's the worst poker player in the history of child investigations?
0: I mean, come on. Come on. You don't set your baby on a counter. Instinctually, well, she has seen it,
1: I've seen enough. That baby's going to a new foster family, Michelle.
0: But that's not where the baby's going to go. Helen goes after the social worker and pleads Sierra's case. And the social worker tells her that hypothetically, if Sierra's found to be unfit, the baby's going to be put with her mother. It ain't going to a foster family. I know
1: that's me if I'm the social worker. I'm, getting it, I'm saving Eddie. Look how Eddie turned out. Yeah. He's sitting in graveyards picking up women, picking up chicks in graveyards. Uh, we uh,
0: yeah. We we shouldn't know all that. Okay. So Helen goes back in to comfort Sierra. Who's a mess and sobbing on the floor. And this is where she, um, Sierra saying that maybe Eddie should be removed and placed someplace better. And Helen saying that she needs to come stay with her. She needs to see a therapist and all that kind of stuff. And Sierra is so relieved. She's like sobbing and thanks her for that. Yeah, so Helen then there...
1: adopts both Eddie and Sierra.
0: <laughs> she does. <laughs> with that
1: one sweeping move.
0: She does. But that's Helen back, and Sasha pisses me off with the stuff he says in this.
1: But Do we need to see more that Sasha's more of an ass than we already know that he is? Haven't we seen enough?
0: Yes, I've seen enough. I've <sighs> seen enough. It's ridiculous. Right?
1: Maybe Sarah was... Treem's a bad poker player. She's... She's showing us her hand too much.
0: I mean, he's horrible. He's horrible. They're walking back to the house, Sierra's suitcase in tow, and Sasha jumps out and scares them to death. Uh, he's come back from Chad or someplace, right? And he, because of a civil war. Okay, first of all, no time's passed, right? Because... Anyway, I, I don't. I, this time thing drives me crazy. No time's passed because hell, because Noah and Whitney are still in the East, so no time has passed. But now Sasha has been in Chad for weeks.
1: I like that Stacy shuts him down, though. Sorry, Michelle. Got to keep you on track here.
0: I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, he wants to take her to dinner, but Helen can't. I mean, he wants her to drop on her birthday, drop her plans with her kids, and go to dinner in San Francisco with him. He gets all angry
1: and
0: and yelling at her. Helen's waiting for us
1: at the airport. We got to get out of here. Let's go.
0: Yeah, go pack a bag. Pack a bag. I mean,
1: that could be fun, or it could be freaking horrible, and he's on the horrible end of the spectrum.
0: I guess it could be fun, but, I mean, if you've got kids, surely they're going to do something for your birthday. I mean, or at least they're going to want to see you. It's Not just ridiculous. Oh, okay. But Helen invites him to join them, and he's like, oh, okay. So inside, Sasha's sitting there trying to tell Stacy how to cook. He keeps correcting everything she's doing, and she's smart him about this being her dad's recipe. And Helen's like, Sasha, knock it off. Stop. Let her cook. And then Trevor tells the story about how his mom hated her birthday, always has, wouldn't let them even get her a cake. So Noah would make a lasagna and put a candle in it.
1: Yeah, Trevor's a cunty cunt too, by the way. I'm oh
0: sharing. my gosh! Oh my gosh!
1: This is a, this is a CC show full of CCs in this 508.
0: I wish it wouldn't be, but okay. But okay, he is.
1: So Don't you think he is a little CC the way he's always bitchy and. I don't know other better way to say it.
0: I didn't think he did anything in this episode. Some of the episodes uh he interrupts Stacy's been-
1: story, like I interrupt you all the time. He interrupts St- Stacy's nice little story.
0: I don't even remember that.
1: Well, I guess maybe well, Stacy's trying to be nice and tell her story and do this nice little cooking thing and she can't get a maybe it's Sasha that's mostly interrupting her, but I don't know. I felt bad for Stacy. Stacy's such a sweet little, likable character in this mess of other, hornet's nest of other people <laughs> that I latched onto her and I loved little Stacy.
0: I love Stacy too, but Stacy's not all innocent, right? She's just like really scolded Sasha and put him in his place. Well, he
1: should have been.
0: And then she's telling the story, the astronaut story, about that they were together, then apart, then together again in the end because it was meant to be. And all this time, they thought they were moving away from each other, but they were actually in orbit and meant to hmm, meet again. What could that be? Right. So Sasha mocks it. He's like, I need more wine. He calls her a Tragerian or something. He's I mean, it's a, just a professional
1: storyteller, Michelle. He knows an amateur when he sees one.
0: Is that what it is? He's okay.
1: a Hollywood he's a He's an influencer and creator in Hollywood. He knows how to tell stories, not this little Stacy Bratt interrupting my plans to go to San Francisco.
0: Well, Helen really likes the story. she's obviously thinking about Noah. It's just so over the top and then there's banging on the door, and it's Adeline. And she wants to go right now. We have to go right now, right now. She didn't even introduce herself to Helen or anything. She has a baby nurse for Eddie, and Sierra needs to be institutionalized. She doesn't want the negative publicity, so this must be must be done urgently. Sasha knows Adeline, and they start chit-chatting and reminiscing. Yeah, how does
1: he know her?
0: Because they're both actors.
1: Uh, there's a thousands and thousands of actors.
0: And he can't even remember Helen's name. Remember, he's like, and I'm here with, uh, uh, and Helen goes, Helen. It's like, okay, so bad. They're showing him so bad. So this whole scene, and it's pretty long, is Adeline trying to bully Sierra into going right now. And Adeline's really, like, mocking of Helen and everything. Helen says, I think that she um, just needs somebody to be around her and that she has postpartum depression. And Adeline says, oh, are you a doctor? Because you're talking like a doctor. I mean, she's in Helen's house. Are you kidding me? That was, ugh, that was terrible. So Helen's like, she just needs some childcare. She doesn't need to be institutionalized. And Adeline says it's called rehab. If she's clean, she leaves. If she's not, she gets help. They're not showing, like, Sierra doing heroin, right? I mean, she's smoking some THC, right? Is that what they're talking about?
1: Michelle, drug abuse is drug abuse. If you want to condone it, that's up to you. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, she evidently has put Sierra there as a teenager. So Sasha interjects and tells Helen to stay out of it. And Helen tells Sasha that he should stay, perhaps you should stay out of it, Sasha man. I like that. So, as is this t- the is this
1: where like every other word is fuck? You should stay the fuck out of it. You should get the fuck out of her life. Probably. I I made a note that you wouldn't say the word fuck, so I had to I had to say it.
0: No, nope, I don't have it on. I you're I don't. I won't even type it out.
1: I like the other thing. I nitpick a. I like to nitpick Sarah Tree and Michelle if you haven't noticed, but. like JJL has the forever coffee flask stuck to her hand. Like everywhere mm-hmm. she goes, she's got the coffee water flask or whatever.
0: Wine. It's one. Anyway, sorry. That's okay. Adeline takes Sierra outside and Helen tells Sasha to stop trying to turn her willingness to help people into a pathology. And he's really pissing me off with that, the way he's saying that. And she says, sometimes people need more than money thrown at their problems because he's like she has plenty of money she can handle this so So, uh, sasha then tells her this was kind of interesting though he tells her that he thinks that helen fills her life with other people's problems to avoid addressing her own problems
1: yeah he's a freaking monster man he just manipulates because that's got a little bit of profundity to it like whoa maybe that might yeah maybe you might have some like but it's just evil he's just using her kindness against her.
0: Well, and also he says who he is here too because Helen points out that this is the woman Vic cheated on her with and her baby and Vic's baby and it's not fun for her but Sierra needs her help. And he goes, well, if it's not fun, why do it? It's just like if something's not fun, why do it? And then Sasha says maybe she actually hates Sierra but she doesn't like the feeling of hate. So that's why she... I mean, just all these like you know, psychoanalyst of Helen and making her feel bad because she's not being as ugly to people as he is. And then she says, oh, I'm sorry. It's
1: all psychological. It's all like Sarah theory of the ripple of the affair. This is the Sarah theory of the ripple, and it's probably true, so it's maybe not such a criticism of her writing this, but shitty child care, J.J.L. was handed off. When she was a baby, and now Sierra was handed off, and now Eddie's handed you know it's like a, a legacy of like just not being there for your baby
0: right, repeating the same mistakes, but Helen says, speaking of people you hate, I had coffee with Christiana today, and then they discuss what Christiana said, and this is where Sasha goes into that all she wants to do is destroy him, that she broke into her mom's phone and sold pictures of him and Lily naked, and Lily said that if she naked. wanted her grandpa, yeah. Naked?
1: Naked.
0: Naked? Naked. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> um, <she laughs> Lily had told them that if she wanted her grandparents' money, that there was a stipulation that she couldn't disparage either her or Sasha publicly.
1: No, Michelle, we wouldn't be good friends. If we couldn't make fun <laughs> of each other's accents, we wouldn't be good friends.
0: Have I ever made fun of your You You have no accent to make fun of.
1: <laughs> Naked.
0: Naked, <laughs> naked. Okay,
1: that's I f- what I I've picture said. You, I picture you sitting with your bare feet by your still in your backyard.
0: I am actually barefoot, but uh, <laughs> no still. So, um, but Sasha says that this is what Liliana's or Christiana's book is about. And Helen says, just give her the money. Let her publish the book if you have nothing to hide. And this makes Sasha really mad. He says he's worked too far, too hard to have Christiana destroy his career because she's angry that her mother died and wants somebody to blame. And um, this is where Helen says that Christiana says that he got her mother on drugs. And then he does this whole manipulation thing. I know Noah screwed you over, but if you don't trust me by now, I just don't know what to say.
1: Right. It's kind of gaslighting her.
0: Yeah. Yes. So Adeline and Sierra come back in. Sierra's dejected and she's going to go with her mom. And Helen says, there's got to be another option. Just give the baby to me. I'll take the baby. And, That is just, okay, Sasha freaks out. Helen says that Sierra is, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away by this scene. Okay, so Helen basically says, you don't have to do this. Give me the baby. So she is taking on all this responsibility. It's freaks Sasha out, presumably, right, because he wants the time with Helen. Right. He didn't want anything else to intrude on his time with her and that Adeline is Sierra's mom and blah, blah, let her handle this. And then Sasha's just pissed and excuses himself and leaves.
1: Yeah, they, they reveal J.J.L. and Sasha reveal their true character by each fleeing the scene. Too much for me. I'm out of here. J.J.L. leaves with her coffee flask. And then Sasha ends up just, oh, whatever, and he leaves. It's like, I'm not going to be here to help you deal with this. I'm just going to leave because you frustrate me.
0: Right. And, well, yeah. And And then Noah
1: shows up to White Knight. everything. I mean, it's such, it's clear what she's doing here. It's so clear.
0: But just do it already, right? I mean, start getting to some resolution. We do find out that Adeline, how horrible she is and how passive-aggressive she is, she is... Calling Sierra a screw up and that she wants to, and, and that she has this knack for people who want to save and enable her, and that Sierra doesn't need another hanger on talking to Helen in her own She's home. victim
1: herself, Michelle. Be kind to her, JJL. Ugh. She was raised and handed off as a to her poor, a defenseless child, undefenseless, poor rich defenseless. Girl.
0: Well, Sierra finally speaks up, and she defends Helen. And she says that she didn't know there were people in the world who love their kids just for existing. And then she goes into how, on the other hand, Adeline wouldn't look at her if she had a pimple on her face. And she stopped eating because Adeline said she'd rather have a dead daughter than a fat one. And so Adeline laughs that Well, everyone that off. knows that. That is unbelievably horrible.
1: All right, so Noah's there. Noah shows up, perfect nick of time, he's the white knight.
0: Yep, with his lasagna with a candle in it.
1: So uh, somebody on Reddit, Michelle, said Noah shows up with a bag of store-bought lasagna in one side and then a plate in a glass like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: thing where he made it himself in the other one. Right. I didn't catch that, but that's pretty clever.
0: Yeah, he did. In the first one, it's homemade and it's got a candle in it. In the second one, it's just a bag. He kind of throws at Helen as an excuse to be there.
1: He didn't throw it at her.
0: He kind of did. He kind of shoves it at her. Not well, throws he's a
1: little, it, but... he's a little, it's a, it's well, a he's... tender moment that he's not, that it's too close for him to, you know, it's too, no. all right, we'll no. get to it.
0: He's there for a reason. He's there to tell her. Warn her what's coming in the Me Too thing that, his, uh, that John, his attorney, told him to.
1: Well, he's also bringing her a nice birthday dinner, Michelle. Well. A nice reminiscent birthday dinner of what they used to do, and that's her favorite dinner. Come on, give the dude a little credit.
0: Where's the damn candle, Mike? <sighs> Can we have a candle? No? Okay. Well, part two was Noah. And Noah was just a train wreck. I didn't even like this part of it. Everything about this part two annoyed me. So the other part was good to me. So this is bad if this tells you anything. If anybody's tired of my Have You ever noticed
1: that all the women in Noah's sides of things, actually in his whole life, I don't even know if it's just his side of things, but all the women Noah interacts with uh, are... Hotties All the agents, the interviewers The secretaries, the publicists They're all attractive women No one never comes across A frumpy, dumpy lady Like the child investigator Mike They're all hot It's true Even the ones trying to ruin them And be mean to them They're all attractive women and and Helen and Sarah and all the other regular people come across regular people.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I've not put that together, but that is a good point. You're right. But then again, I mean, he, you know, guys like that, if he is as he's being portrayed like to be. Guys like what,
1: Michelle? You're disparaging Noah.
0: A little bit. Guys who have this propensity to go after the affections of attractive women, they're gonna be friends with them. That's who. Well, don't they're... you
1: think it's fair to say that attractive because Noah's an attractive guy that women come to him.
0: Okay, we saw I don't that find in the Noah attractive season. at all. I don't find him attractive. So well, I have a is. hard time viewing it. Is, come on, that.
1: Michelle. Come on. He's an attractive guy.
0: Okay, that's your opinion, and I'm sure it's a lot of people's His opinion. His personality
1: might not be attractive, but he's a physically attractive guy. Maybe in the you...
0: first episode, the first season, the first episode, I could not understand what Allison would even see in him. He is not attractive to me. That doesn't mean anything. It just means that I'm not attracted to him. So I don't see it that way. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's he's that kind of alpha male thing for the most part. And right? He's it's
1: physically attra- uh, Okay, you're right. It's subjective. I agree with you there.
0: See, but, I think Cole's sh- good-looking, very good-looking, and he is the opposite of Noah to me. All right. So I'm sorry.
1: To a guy, Noah and Cole are both attractive. It's, the easy, it's an easy stamp to put on both of them. And yeah, the, I don't I And don't his character guys, in the show, though. he's attractive, Michelle. He's show, they show him, okay. and when we first meet him, he's like going to health clubs, and women are coming up to him and hitting on him. At the point of the story, the character that he plays is an attractive guy that some women may not find him attractive, okay, but he's not 100%, but he's 97%.
0: Okay, but then if he's 97, then Cole is 100+, and Cole's not the douchebag that Noah is.
1: Well, you're putting Noah's personality into it.
0: No, but we're talking about the women who come up to him. If women are going to come up to Noah... But just because he's so freaking irresistibly attractive, which literally I could gag, then then what about Cole? He'd have all the beautiful well, he women. he probably up does.
1: Him. He probably attractive people have more attractive people coming to them. They attract people. They have more people to deal with because they're an attention-getting entity. They have people coming up to them more than plain people do. And that pre- that presents Noah and Cole and people that are attractive with those types of challenges. Like, do I stay, you know, do I have fidelity with my partner or do I engage in an affair? I mean, they have more opportunity to be. Oh,
0: geez. Don't tell. Look, I'm, I'm having an allergic reaction to what you're saying. Literally, like my nose is stopping up as you're speaking. It It's
1: like your peanut allergy.
0: I don't have a peanut allergy. <laughs> Um, have a shellfish allergy. They do, Michelle. That's... People. <laughs> Mike, stop. Stop. Seriously. It's, it's, not, it's not that, oh, the, the poor attractive guy has such a hard life because he's the one who has to.
1: He does be... have more. Okay. The guy, the homeless slob under the bridge in a sleeping bag doesn't have too many affairs to worry about. The, the smart, so he's
0: the lucky one, right? The and smart, attractive
1: writer in walking around money. Brooklyn does have more. Jeez. Okay. Okay. You're going to cry, Michelle?
0: A little bit. My nose is literally, I'm serious. Uh, it, it's just like oh, I just got such a snowflake to you and your take on Noah. I can't stand it. Okay, so Noah is with Ariel, his high school, his college friend, and they're talking about all this stuff. They go into a coffee shop, and he brings up Petra's question to him, which we didn't go into in Episode 7, where Petra called him and asked him about Eden, which was kind of important. But, um, and how she asked him, did he pressure her to have a sexual relationship, and this is where Ariel suddenly goes from, Noah, uh, your life's turning around. Everything's great. You're so attractive, Noah. I've just been attracted to See? you my whole life. Um, yeah. To, well, Noah, you do have a bad reputation in the publishing world. And Noah goes into the fact that Eden was the aggressive one. And Ariel scoffs at him. Nobody believes Noah. Okay. Why does nobody believe Noah? Well, you earned, believe him.
1: He's earned. I believe that nobody believes him. He's earned that. He's disreputable. He's an ex-convict who's, it appears. Who's appear, what?
0: No, no, no. You just said that all the women come up to him and he's he's actually at a disadvantage to the homeless guy under the bridge because he's got harder decisions to make because he's so freaking good looking that he's well, like a magnet. He's
1: more tempted. He's more likely to be tempted by infidelity than some slob who's not attractive. That's not hard to grasp, is it?
0: No, that's he's, not hard to but but that does not mean that he's at a disadvantage.
1: Mm, well, maybe Dang, that's. Dang! I not wanted the...
0: to like protect Noah in this one, and now I'm getting mad at him all over again.
1: Don't we'll get because... mad at him. That's okay.
0: I know, but I didn't feel that way until but this,
1: this this friend from the past is attractive. Audrey's attractive. Eden's attractive.
0: Helen's attractive. Helen's attractive. Ellison Larue was attractive. Um evidently some uh student that he was with.
1: So my kid, only point is he never even in just casual going to the freaking store and buying a pack of gum. He never comes across like a a frumpy, plain-looking, unattractive woman. They're all beautiful.
0: Well, he says many times in this or at least a couple times that I recall that people can't just make up stuff on you. They can't just do that. But Ariel says that he's a loose cannon. He's looked at as a loose cannon because when he got out of prison, he was angry and bitter and taught this student named Audrey that we remember Audrey and the Frenchie LaRue season. And, She's now written a book about her abusive relationship with the older male professor. So everybody's just capitalizing on this with Noah, evidently.
1: Yeah, it's Me Too. you gotta, you got to say, or I'll say it. and You don't have to say anything. But Me Too brings a lot of people out of the woodwork that would have never come out of the woodwork. But that's, this is another tough question I wanted to ask you, Michelle. Okay. Do you think there should be any sort of statute of limitations on ooh, that guy's going to be in big trouble, and I, I think I could get in on this, I want to jump back in and say he made me go on a date with him and had forced sex with me 32 years ago. Is there any limit on that, or is it all open game?
0: Okay. I do not have a popular opinion on that, so I'm not really sure if you want to go into it or not. What about your can.
1: unpopular opinion?
0: Um, I feel like... If you are raped, you should go to the hospital, and you should have a rape kit done, and you should take the pills that you have to take, and you should prosecute the person who raped you. And I think if you don't do that, and you keep your mouth shut about it, that you should continue to keep your mouth shut about it. And that is not a popular opinion, particularly for women, because women are like, well, I actually got into a conversation with somebody on my Facebook page about it because, you know, they're telling me that how, how many percentage of rape cases go unreported. And I'm like, how can you even know the percentage of rape cases that go unreported? The fact that they're unreported means you can't possibly know that percentage.
1: Well, because I guess they women oh, that's say I, I, w- I don't was,
0: throw that stuff at me. like well,
1: women do say that though. I was raped, but I was afraid to report or I didn't report. That's not even what I mean though. What I mean is like, like Eden. What if Eden? Talked to this reporter, and she says, yeah, we, we had a couple drinks, and we were pretty intimate, and I wasn't quite ready, but Noah really was aggressive, and so we had sex. But I wasn't really quite ready. Can she do that freaking 17 years later or seven years later? That seems unfair to me.
0: Well, I mean, evidently she can, and evidently that's what people do. And evidently it's not just seven years later. It's literally 30 years later and stuff like that. And that that to me personally is nonsense. And before I get all the hate mail, I just want to say, I mean, I'm the mother of daughters, and I have done my best to teach them to respond to a situation appropriately and if something like that god forbid should ever happen to one of my children what are you afraid of you know you got nothing to be afraid of you're not afraid if somebody um hits you in a car you call the police if somebody assaults you if somebody comes up to you in a Chick-fil-A, and you know, hit you in the head with something. I mean, you call the police. That's what you do if you're assaulted. You call the police. And this whole well, I I didn't want anybody to know. And and let me just say this: there are exceptions to that. Obviously, if someone is a child or. Or you know, young know, or if it's a family member. List, right. I'm not talking about any of that, obviously.
1: Talking about like Noah and Eden. That is a perfect right. example of this. Like they were both attracted. And I think it's I think she's fueled by Sasha prompting her to make the poor fire on this f- you know, fuel on this fire when she was she was interested in Noah and that was consensual. But what if it wasn't? What if Noah was just a little more um aggressive than she was ready but she still went along with it anyway and then she remembers it back on it like yeah you know i really probably would have would have waited is that is that enough to go back and get somebody in trouble on seven years later
0: no it pisses me off it's not only not enough to get somebody in trouble it's how how can you blame somebody that talked you into doing something you know, I mean, why were you not able to stand up against that? If you don't want to do something, don't do it. If that was the person they were then that tried to talk you into it, and you were the kind of person who... Um, was a pushover, but he for was it.
1: rich. He was a rich author, and I was, you know, I was trying to make my career get started. you know, it, it's even just talking about it like this with you, Michelle. It's it's muddy, <laughs> not like crystal clear. Like, oh yeah, clearly she should have. Are
0: been you there. kidding? Are you kidding? No, I'm That makes serious. it even worse. That makes it worse to me. Okay, so then you you soldier your your morals, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I mean, essentially I think she did. She, she she, But she was attracted to him. It wasn't like he was a monster.
0: No, she was attracted to him. She was coming on to him the whole time, if that story's right. And it is if right. he wasn't just some kind of monster who really did He's force not a monster. himself on
1: her. The, the nuance that makes this whole thing fly is, as as, you know, it flies two feet off the ground. But the whole thing that makes this story work is that noah's an attractive guy and he runs across a lot of women and he's playing playing around on his family he's a cheater he's in in affairs all the time
0: but see all of that stuff makes it worse to me if she did it to further her career doesn't that make her a prostitute
1: yeah but i mean it's not well don't yeah
0: you can't say yeah but then she turns against him later
1: because she's attracted to him this isn't a harvey weinstein with a woman thing where that furthered the career of actresses. But that guy was a, that guy's literally an ugly fricking monster. Noah's not. Noah's like an attractive, like, Oh, well, it'll further my my career. And he's a pretty cute guy. And I'm having a pretty fun time at this party. Why not? You know, that's different than Harvey Weinstein for me, to me.
0: I don't think it's different at all. If you want, if you want to be with somebody then take ownership of that emotion and that feeling and do it. And despite what your motives are, if you want to be with somebody, then, you know, that is certainly a choice that you're making.
1: Well, nobody that, wanted to be with Harvey Weinstein. and But I, they
0: did. They did want to be with him. And maybe it was for different reasons.
1: No, but they nobody wanted to. Like, if he didn't offer them some sort of career advantage, nobody would have been with that ogre.
0: Okay, but but that's not the point. The point is, is that the woman looked at what she was being offered and accepted it.
1: Well, that is that is the prostitution end of it. Yeah.
0: And then to come back later and say that, you know, I I mean, I just and
1: I could picture this, Michelle. I could picture two women having a drink, just two women by themselves and one saying, you know, I slept with Harvey Weinstein, but I got that role in Kill Bill not to put anything on Uma Thurman. <laughs> but um um and the other woman saying, "Ooh, that's that's rough, but I, good for you, go girl." And I could see the other conversation, "Hey, I I slept with Noah Soloway and uh, I got that pu- publicist role in his company." And the other woman saying, "Oh, you could have done worse. You could have had to sleep with worse like a Harvey Weinstein, you know, I, there's a difference to me. It seems to me there's a difference that it's one you can have the sexual appeal and get the career advantage, and the other's just the pure. I'm only God. I'm going to endure this to get through this to get my career advanced. It's like pure prostitution.
0: I completely kind of get what you're saying. Completely kind of. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of do, but it's still, still to me, you're making a choice to do it. If you want to sleep with Noah because he's so good looking and you're so attracted to him and you get something out of it, you're yeah. still doing it. That's marriage To get something out. Okay. Oh, I cannot do. <laughs> this is so bad. This is so, so bad because I'm not seeing anything like that that even happened with Noah. Right? Who slept with him for an advantage? Allison? No. Um, Eden? No, she didn't seem like it. And I didn't know that that was part of her publicist job, right? That she had to sleep with the clients. Yeah, maybe
1: she attacking. just slept with a an, 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 a writer that she admired. You know, I I see that she did get the rush of being with a popular, powerful guy. In addition to the, I think she was physically attracted.
0: But to turn that around then and turn it into something else.
1: Well, no, that's the that's the me Tooism that the show is putting into it. I slept with him because he coerced me and I was a weak, you know, intern and he made me he was aggressive. And, I, you know, I was just innocent. That's what she's making it. But I think she was attracted to him.
0: And, and look, he, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that women can't be coerced into doing things that they don't want to do. I mean, I'm sure men can be, too. But I'm just saying that you have to take some ownership in that because otherwise you're just a victim to your own life.
1: Eden didn't even sleep with Noah. If you remember, that was when Noah went to the hot tub looking for more to get him some more Eden because he couldn't finish it on the first try. And that's when he hit on Whitney. He thought Whitney was Eden in the hot tub.
0: Right. Oh, well, no, I didn't think he thought she was Eden I thought he just saw a couple of women in the hot tub because Whitney was with a girl. Well, maybe. And he just, yeah.
1: This one will do. Eden's gone. This one will do. Yeah, maybe.
0: So Noah goes to his editors to discuss the damage control with all this Me Too stuff. And by the way, Mike, we're just talking to each other now because we have lost everybody. Everybody's going to hate us after this.
1: Might hate you, not me.
0: (laughs) Probably. Probably. Um, Noah is very defensive and he says Petra that he told Petra that nothing happened and they him haul about the best way to handle this and they bring somebody in and um, then Noah says right after he said nothing happened he says that there's nothing to it they kissed in the hotel room but it was consensual and by the way yes I was married at the time so he gets this funny look from Joyce in there. And then Noah says there's a difference in poor judgment and being criminal, but Joyce says not in the court of public opinion, which is how we try a lot of things, I think, now. So Noah's mad about all this, and um, he says it wasn't anything, and he insists he's just going to go talk to Petra and sort this out, and they freak out at him and say, don't do that. And... This is where Harry throws Noah under the bus. When Noah tries to get him to come to his defense, he's like, you know me, and, you know. And they tell him that men like Noah have targets on their back, which is kind of what you're saying, I guess. So Noah leaves there and immediately goes to Petra's office and just makes a mess of the whole thing. He just makes a mess of the whole thing. He wants to clarify everything off record. He admits that he and Eden had a flirtation. They didn't have sex. She asks him specifically about that party that night and the, the night of the hurricane and Noah denies everything. He starts to leave, but then she wants to talk to him more on the record. And this is where she brings up dissent and that Noah's liaison with a student teacher. She brings up Audrey's book and she shows it to him how to break a girl. I mean, We knew Audrey was trouble back then.
1: Yeah. No, it's just a dope. You know, maybe he's now he's the bad poker player because he's like he leads with his chin so much with these stupid chasing these women down to get let's get this straight because he just fucks it up more for himself.
0: Well, Noah says that Audrey's taken things out of context, and he'd just gotten out of jail. He'd attempted suicide, and he didn't really attempt suicide. Remember, he had like a mental psychotic break where he stabbed himself in the neck? I don't think he was attempting suicide, right?
1: Yeah, that's just therapy.
0: So he probably wasn't the best teacher at the time, but he didn't treat Audrey any different than he treated anybody else. And he thinks that she's just using the political climate to sell her book. And then... Petra says, "Do you think Allison's suicide could have been due to your depiction of her in Descent?" And this is where, in the upcome or uh, in in the previous, they had showed Allison getting real upset where she read Descent and it said that Allison was sex and no man could resist her and all that kind of stuff. She was and the she reason
1: was- sex was invented, Michelle.
0: Right. Well, there you go. But Noah, I mean, he's, like, teary-eyed, right? That, like, hit something in him, and he gets up and leaves. He doesn't even answer. He just ruined I mean, he did exactly what they told him not to do. So then he goes to meet his attorney, John, who's very unhappy with him and telling him that he is screwed. John says they could go after Eden. They need to go after her and discredit her. Are they trying to do something criminal to Noah? Is that why he's employing john do you know
1: well he's got <clears throat> he's got a book coming out or a movie based on a book coming out and this is all gonna just gonna discredit him and i think it's gonna probably allow sasha to try to take control of the whole project somehow at least that's probably sasha's plan so he, yeah he needs legal he needs to he needs to i mean if somebody dis do they call it defame, Did they defame yeah. you. I mean, that's mm-hmm. bad of just even if there's no project going on in your life, just your name is getting dragged through them. Well,
0: lives. I think it would be worse if there's no project going on because, I mean, wouldn't this just be publicity for all this? And maybe that was Sasha's thing if he is behind it is just to yeah, get the publicity. Yeah, but we know Sasha up.
1: wants his name on the movie and his name and is, in the, is in the project free photos and all that's like he's he's grabbing professional credit for Noah's idea and grabbing literally his wife away from him or his ex-wife
0: well John tells him to just that maybe they can pay Eden off and Noah wants to reach out to her because they were friends or whatever and John tells him that is the worst thing that he could do, and then Noah says, "I don't have the money to pay Eden off. I don't have the money to pay you. I don't have any money." He's tearful. He's choked up, and he says that he's got Whitney. he's putting Whitney's wedding on credit, and this is where John tells him to go tell his family, go home, and keep your hands to yourself.
1: I think this is also Sarah, Dream Michelle, the 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 strategy of men. Evil men in the world is to discredit the accuser. You know, put put the blame on the woman who got raped for you know, whatever. That's a bad analogy, but discredit the abuser. Make make the acute the not the abuser the accuser. Make the accuser look bad, right? Discredit them, um, or pay them off, or do something to get out of it. Like wiggle yourself off the hook. That you where justice should rightfully be served, you get out of it by discrediting the accuser or paying off the accuser like getting out of it the shortcut cheap way i think that's sarah Trem- that's another tropey message she's trying to throw in here with the me too and the climate change and everything else
0: right i don't disagree with that okay but no so- you're right
1: Noah wants to handle this i can handle this by myself <laughs> everything else i've handled by myself i i has turned out great so i'll go right to her and Fix it.
0: I don't really understand what he's so upset about, though. I really don't. I mean, I don't see it. Um, Who who cares if these people lie on him? Unless it's something criminal, who cares? Wouldn't it just be like publicity for the movie? I just, I mean, just sit back and watch it unfold. It's the the ego part
1: of being. Wait a minute! I'm not really like that. Don't world. Don't think of me that way. I I need to t- t- let people see the real me. Isn't this bad? Of a, it's the ego. I think it's the ego part of it, or it's the message from Sarah Treem that the male ego part of it.
0: The fragile male ego. To,
1: yeah, it has to be repaired. And you don't you don't get it, John. You we're not paying this off. I'm gonna fix it.
0: But how much smarter would it be just well, to sit not. back? And just like let people say what they're going to say and then later when it's died down, come out well, and say.
1: A good lawyer would probably tell you that's the smart way to do it. Let it blow okay, over. But, Two well, weeks later, everyone will be, be on to another scandal.
0: Right. Right. But Noah doesn't do that. He goes straight to Eden and she sees him and she's like terrified of Noah suddenly. Right. She First takes of all, all Michelle,
1: running. the worst yeah. tragedy of all of this, the lawyer doesn't finish his drink. <laughs> it's the goddamn wasted breakfast syndrome all over again. I hate this. He he takes a sip of his new drink and sits it down and sets it down and walks away. you are so I wasteful in Hollywood.
0: I, I didn't even notice. Which is well, very bad. A girl. Okay.
1: You know, you know, <laughs> you're probably hundred percent right about all your takes on it. I'm right about my takes. Just, that's the point of this whole show. Probably is the difference that men and women see things.
0: But it's nuanced. Your takes and my takes, really, they in, they intertwine, but they're nuanced. And that's how this should be in place of, like, you know, prying somebody's mouth open and shoveling this, this crap down. It's just too heavy-handed. But anyway, Noah leaves John and runs to Eden when he's not supposed to, and she's scared of him, which is ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. She's running away from him. And she tells him that he came to her hotel room, got her to do drugs and have sex with him, and he needs to just be honest with himself. And it was my job to keep you happy. I mean, come on. He goes after her and he grabs her arm and says that she's the one who wanted him. And then he leaves with everyone making a video of this interaction.
1: What a monster!
0: So then Noah's at Helen's door, looking all distraught, and he brought lasagna, but there is cake, so he didn't even remember their childhood and not the cake. Helen's sweet and says, "Oh, lasagna for my birthday, and Helen tells him that Martin made the dean's list, and they did good. Hey, Soloway, we did good. Helen keeps getting a phone call, and we find out she's got this phone call several times, and it's Petra, and she goes off to take the call. And um, when she comes back, they're all gonna um, drink some champagne to celebrate, including the underage kids. So hang on just a minute, Noah. I'll be back.
1: Yep. And Noah's rope adopted himself into another corner.
0: That's it. He didn't get to her in time. He didn't get to tell his family on time. He missed it by four seconds, and she's gonna find out the hard way.
1: At least there were no gravestones, Michelle.
0: With different dates on them. Get
1: ready for the broke but happy Helen and Noah.
0: We'll That's see. A- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's more into this. Okay, on the next one. Helen asks if this is going to turn into some Me Too story, which we know that. Helen asked him how he couldn't have known it shouldn't be this hard to tell the truth. And I don't even know what she's talking about. Sasha is telling Helen that the best thing she can do right now is distance the kids from their father. Yeah, I'm going to take that advice from you, Sasha, hateful man. Whitney is asking Furcat... His
1: middle name is Hateful?
0: Yes, hateful. Sasha, hateful man. Whitney's asking Furcat if she was just a body he could manipulate for his art, and Furcat gets mad and screams at her. Sasha says he's not the bad guy, but then Helen tells him that Noah's name is off the movie because it's what Sasha wanted. See, yeah, and that's the that's all the upcoming. You know,
1: Noah does live in a world of men who do things that he's accused of. Like he does live in a world of fur cats that uh, that they those guys do use women for sexual pleasure and advantage in careers and throw them away. I don't think Noah's like that though. I think Noah is a a dope in the middle. He's, he's a dope in the middle of all of this. That he gets advantage from his affair. He gets his pleasure. But he's basically underneath it's. There's some good to him. I don't think there's any good to a guy like Sasha. Or a guy like Furcat. I think those guys are the evil. I don't think Noah's on the same group of the spectrum as Furcat and Sasha.
0: Well, maybe I, I'm different. I don't know. Maybe. But... Uh, probably, but I am really attracted to smart people. And the physical doesn't have nearly as much to do as the intellectual to me.
1: Well, Furcat and Sasha are smart.
0: No, they're not. I mean, kind of, I guess, but not really. I mean, Sasha's sitting in a swing outside and he doesn't have furniture. I mean, that's not
1: (laughs) smart. You know, I don't know. He's made a production company out of creating stories and media and he's smart. Come on.
0: Furcat's not smart. Furcat's disgusting. He's not smart. But, anyway, despite them, I wasn't specifically talking about them, maybe that's why I don't find Noah attractive at all. Is because you're right. He is a dope he's just a dope and he's just like he's like some bobbing buoy going down some some raging river that just gets slammed into stuff and he just is like, oh that hurt oh that hurt i mean he's just like has no control and no ability to foresee anything with his actions or inactions of stuff. And it's just, I really find that unattractive. So maybe that's part of now my Now you're just
1: being mean, Michelle.
0: <laughs> maybe that's part of my thing, but I feel bad for Noah in this. I think Noah's definitely getting the raw end of the stick. And I think it's ridiculous that all these pilers on are coming up and piling on Um, just because Noah's seeing his few minutes of fame here. It's disgusting to me. I don't think they're portraying women very well either. You know, I mean, they're portraying women as these just... Cunty cunts. I was going to say liars and exaggerators, but okay.
1: Come on, Michelle. We got JJL, sweet as a button. We got the two interviewer women, really sweethearts. We got the, Mm -hmm. who else do we got?
0: Christiana.
1: Christiana's nice. You don't think that. I, I do believe, I believe what happened to her happened to, I believe she's maybe a little confused, but I believe her story is true.
0: You don't believe she stole the pictures of Sasha and Lily and naked pictures and sold them?
1: Hey, you said naked.
0: Did I, I, say, I made I didn't a change say naked? in the world
1: today, Michelle. <laughs> I'm so happy.
0: <laughs> how did I say it before? Naked? naked. Naked. That's how I would say it. Naked. Okay.
1: <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe she did take pictures to, to protect. I think Sasha's doing her wrong, and she's reacting to it. So maybe she has a little bit of leeway to do some stuff to keep to, keep to protect herself. But um, I think she's telling the truth, and I think Sasha's working her.
0: Okay, so where are we going?
1: Well, now we've got one more freaking episode than I thought we were going to have to do, because it goes up to 11, like spinal tap. (laughs) (laughs) But we're at 509 next, and Mm -hmm. then I don't know how they separated it, but I know Sarah Tream directs 511. I saw that on the Okay, but
0: where are we going with this? What's what's your? I'm sorry. Helen that was, and I, Noah
1: are going to go back together to to Whitney's wedding, and they're not going to have any. Noah's probably going to get axed from this movie project and not get credit for it, and they're going to be broke but happy. And who knows if they're literally married again or together again? But I think they maybe what they'll do, maybe what proxy for Helen and Noah might be might be satisfying is we see Joni in the future go back to her husband and kids and and maybe learn learn how to be happy so that the ripple stops. That Joni's
0: w- husband is not going to take her back after okay. that admission.
1: Well, maybe somebody from the ripple effect is happy and maybe that's the res- that's the final message. Or maybe the message is the ripple doesn't ever stop and everybody's freaking shitty to each other forever.
0: Or maybe the last episode will be the story that, uh, that Stacy told about the astronauts in space living in space. Well, I mean, who knows? Well, that's
1: Noah being happy.
0: Maybe. Or maybe it's actually astronauts in space in, in the sure. year 2252. Jeez. I mean, w- would you doubt it? Would you doubt that they if would they go there? If they show a
1: space capsule with a happy couple with their f- wine floating around gravity-free— Mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot a bullet through my computer screen.
0: <laughs> Would, I, I just wouldn't doubt it at this point. We know we're not going to get any resolution in the next episode. We're going to get more, more fur cat, more um, trouble with Noah. So that's not going to resolve. We know that. They've given us the upcoming. So then they'll have two episodes to wrap it up. And I'm just like, how, how do you wrap this up? How do you wrap up Eddie and, and Joni? How do you wrap up Furcat and Whitney and Colin and what happened with, um, Alison and Ben? And I mean, or is that just going to be the end? That's just the end of Ben, right? He confessed. So we know, Who but he cares didn't. about Ben. And, well, I mean, we care about what actually happened to Alison. they are, making it a really important thing. Did she commit suicide because Noah? um... It only
1: matters to Joni and her resolution of her attitude towards how she has relationships. It doesn't really legally matter to anyone like, okay, Ben goes to jail. Now I feel better. Who cares about Ben? It's, It's only in Joni's mind. Hey, my mom didn't leave me and commit suicide. She got taken from me. So I don't have that trauma in my emotions anymore. I think, anyway.
0: I don't even know how they expect us to believe that's Ben. That is so not Ben. Nothing about that dude is like Ben. Nothing about his mannerisms. Nothing about anything he says. Nothing. And we're supposed to pretend like that's Ben. He doesn't even feel like Ben to me. Could they not have gotten Ben to do like a couple extra episodes?
1: I don't know. All right, Michelle. That's five hundred eight and five hundred seven. Hey, we saw <laughs> we saw El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Do you want to? Do you have any quick comments about that? Spoiler spoiler alerts! If you don't, if you haven't seen it yet, don't listen anymore.
0: Um, I like the fact that you saw it first and you told me not to over expect, and um, so I didn't so i kind of liked it i didn't it, it it was entertaining i wish it had furthered the story in place of not um but i was okay with it i was okay with just seeing a little more and i thought it did have some good parts to it um
1: yeah i'm kind of glad it didn't further the story i'm I think it did exactly what I expected it to do in that when I first heard it was coming out, I thought, why why do this? You know, this story had kind of the perfect landing and all this will do is make me want more. It's kind of like dating your ex-wife one time and then never seeing her, you know, having sex with her one more time. Your lover that you that broke up with you and you still have heartache for and you get sleep with her one last time and then never talk to her again i might have even texted that that to you it sounds like something i'm repeating but that <clears throat> that left me kind of the feeling of this el camino like i i already fell in love with breaking bad and i've i've resolved it and now i get a one more little taste of it and it was interesting to watch but i don't think i needed to watch it i don't think i needed it
0: no i completely agree uh Jesse had got away and we knew he'd gotten away and I never assumed that he got caught. I assumed he got away and I was just okay with the fact that he got away.
1: I don't think I knew that he got away. I think he got out of that crime scene, but I don't, I wondered if he got away.
0: Oh, I assumed he got away.
1: Okay. I I didn't. I saw it like, "Hmm, I wonder if he gets away. I wonder what happens to him after, you know, two weeks from now when he's Got to put gas in the El Camino, and he's still in New Mexico. But they do make it pretty clear that he gets away, and he goes to his dreamland of Alaska, and has a little bit of money to start up whatever he needs to do there. So, and we saw some more about how Todd and the because we never Jesse didn't appear very much at all in season five, the last season of Breaking Bad. Right, he was in that hole in the ground the whole time. So it was kind of interesting to see what he went through and Todd was creepy. Todd looked really creepy in that (laughs) sociopathic way.
0: Yes. Yes. Todd was, Todd was one of the scariest characters in this. I thought they spent, you know, I mean, I, I could critique it. Um, I thought they spent a lot of time, like with Jesse tearing up, uh, Todd's apartment, like a lot of time and that was a little unnecessary. And then, you know, there was there was a lot of uh, things that were kind of ridiculous. Like them those guys deciding to split the money with Jesse. And, of course, the guys are interested in nothing but cocaine and hookers. And, I mean, it was just, you know, that was just silliness. But.
1: Hey, that's guys.
0: It was interesting. <laughs> oh, did Sarah Train write this too? Oh, but Mike even asked me, he said, did uh, Vince Gilligan direct this or whatever? And I said, I don't know, because it didn't feel like he did. It felt so different, but he, I I mean, he did, so
1: I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Breaking Bad had a pretty big impact on us doing podcasts. And so I think one of our very first podcasts was talking about Wendy in the hotel room drinking her root beer.
0: Yeah, that was our first Jesse. podcast.
1: And the song Wendy from the association.
0: Yep, it sure was. And by the way, that was our um, anniversary. Our anniversary was just a couple of weeks ago.
1: Our anniversary, our pot
0: That's important, Mike. We must celebrate things. That's
1: <sighs> All right, important. I'll bring you a lasagna cake, Michelle.
0: Thank you. I want a candle. Don't hand it to me in a bag.
1: All right, that's it. We'll keep it under two hours this time, Michelle. What do you know? What is it?
0: 146.
1: All right. So, 509, 10, and 11. Maybe they'll add a 12, Michelle. Maybe we'll be lucky.
0: (laughs) If you're listening to us, please wrap this up. Add a 12 if you have to, but wrap it up because I'm going to be so upset if this doesn't wrap up. I really am. Okay. I
1: feel bad when good stories don't wrap up, not when shitty ones. I'm just going to be glad when this is over. I'll miss the yeah. podcast because I love having fun jamming it with you here, but I'm I'm not going to miss the story.
0: Man, me either. I'm not going to miss watching it, which makes me sad because in season one, this was so good. It was so nuanced and so good. And it's just, I'm just, I'm worn out with it now, so
1: I watched. I looked up some stuff, and I noticed how many viewers watched the Fair Michelle. And yeah. season one was seven hundred twenty thousand per episode mm-hmm. average. Season mm-hmm. two, eight forty. Season two was the pinnacle uh, with a million viewers in the twelfth episode of season two, million one hundred thousand. Then six hundred fifty thousand in season three, five hundred thousand in season four, and 182 people in season five. <laughs> no, I don't know. Season five's not figures. I don't know. It's like two or three hundred thousand. It's way, way the, down.
0: Where are the viewers of this? Yeah, I've, I've noticed like on Twitter, whenever um, anybody puts up anything about the show, all you get in response is, I had to quit watching. It got so stupid. I had to quit watching. I mean, I've seen that again and again and again. So I really... Admire you people who've stuck in there with us to finish this. I'm not sure I would have finished it if we weren't going to podcast it. And I do really enjoy, like you said, us being able to get together and do this. But but the story, man, and I I really hope they do give us some kind of resolution. And you and I, it's funny because you and I don't consider endings the same. Like you didn't mind Lost and I just could literally like beat my head in a wall uh, for the ending of Lost. So, I don't know. But we agree that Breaking Bad ended well. I thought Mad Men was probably the best, the best ending I've ever heard. Bye, so, right, Michelle.
1: 509. See you there.
0: See you there, Mike.
1: Bye.
0: Bye-bye.